Living It Out is a segment that we will share once a month on Milk and Honey. We believe that being a Christian means a whole lot more than just attending church on a Sunday. It means worshiping Jesus in our every thought, action, and decision. It means using our money, our homes, our families, and our lives to actively display the goodness of God. This segment will offer fun and practical ways to help every woman live well for His glory, not only in the big decisions, but in her everyday life. You may not always see it, but there is a lot of sweet in every mess and in all of the mundane. Exodus 3.8 is a promise to deliver us from the brokenness of life into one filled with hope. We are here to remind you of God's faithfulness and how His love can lead you into a land flowing with milk and honey. Join us, Lindsay and Amaris, as we get raw and share practical wisdom for all things marriage, motherhood, faith, and womanhood. So grab a cup of coffee and get cozy. This is the Milk and Honey Podcast. Hi, friends. Welcome back to another episode on the Milk and Honey Podcast. This is Amaris. And on this episode of our Living It Out segment, I'm going to be diving into the conversation of hosting. I've been hosting different types of gatherings for 13 years. At the age of 16, I started my own Bible study and I hosted it as well in my own home. Well, my mom's home, but I had to do all the work. So I had to get the whole house ready, get everything cleaned. I also had to prepare the teaching. And then I had to even go and pick everybody up to bring them back to my house just to hear the gospel. And so from the young age of 16, I really began to understand what it looks like to open your home and host people and share the gospel in your home. And now on a weekly basis, I'm hosting between like different counseling sessions and mentoring and coaching and small groups, birthday parties for the kids, birthday parties for adults. And now I'm even starting to host holidays. I really think that I have a really good grasp on what to expect when you do open your home and how to do it with grace and warmth. So I really wanted to give you guys all of the knowledge and experience that I have and hopefully it makes you feel equipped to open your home as well. So the majority of my experiences have been great. I haven't had much issue with people because I am direct and so if something is bugging me then I normally will just tell people. But I did want to tell you guys two funny stories of when hosting didn't go as planned. So the first time that hosting went particularly different, and I mean, of course, I've I, we hosted in our small one-bedroom apartment. We would have like 20 to 30 people in that small, small apartment. So, And then we moved to a bigger house, and now we're at, at a different house as well. But so I have a lot of different experiences. So this, this specific story was in our second home after we had had our first kid, and we were hosting a bonfire because we do a lot of young adult events. So we hosted this big bonfire for all these different people. And so we only had one guest bathroom for everybody to come in and out of. And so because the baby was sleeping right next to the bathroom, whenever anyone went inside the house, I would follow and make sure I was in the home because I wanted to make sure that my kid was safe and that there wasn't any like loud disturbances. So in one scenario, one of the kid's mom shows up to pick up her son. And I guess she was just waiting it out and letting letting him have fun. And, and then she makes her way to the inside to go use the restroom. So I 
go inside with her and I'm just sitting on the couch going through my phone or something. And she was in the bathroom forever. I don't know what happened. Not that night, but I think it was the next day when I was like tidying up and cleaning up my home after the party. I go into the bathroom and friends, there was literally poop everywhere. So when you do host, make sure you get yourself a pair of rubber gloves. Forgive me now if that was a little bit too graphic, but I had to share the toilet explosion story. It is one of my horrors when it comes to hosting, but now it's an enjoyable story that I get to share with people. So win-win, I guess. Another funny story is one of the first times I ever hosted a holiday. My husband and I were hosting Thanksgiving and I had, you know, agreed that I was going to do the ham. And so I'm not going to try to make my own ham. Okay, let's be serious. I'm just going to call Honey Baked Ham and order a ham. And so when I order and I go and pick it up, they have like the instructions of like, don't put it in the oven. Don't warm the Honey Baked Ham up. You're supposed to eat it cold, yada, yada, yada. And so anyway, my husband's all his family come over and the ham is still cold. And so they were like, well, why isn't the ham warmed? And I'm like, well, you're not supposed to warm a ham. And I just like played along as if like that is the way that I thought when in reality, it was just the instructions to go along with the ham. They were like, you are supposed to warm the ham. And I'm sorry. I'm like, I'm sorry. I like my ham cold. (laughs) So I fed all of the family cold ham. Some people ended up still warming it up in the microwave, but it was so humorous watching my husband eat this cold ham because he knew that if he wanted to sleep in the same bed with me that night that he better eat the cold ham. (laughs) He would have been in so much trouble had he warmed the ham up and embarrassed me because that's how I would have felt. Anyway, so those are my two most terrible stories. So they're not that bad. Some of you may be terrified of the idea of a toilet explosion, but spray bleach on everything and you put rubber gloves on and you make do. So this is not to scare you off. The majority of my hosting experiences have been really pleasant, which is why I still, on a weekly basis, open up my home. Okay, so you see, hosting really has nothing to do with personality. It has everything to do with conviction and compassion. Yes, talking to people and socializing will naturally come easier to the extroverted people person, but... Keeping a clean home may not. That may be a trait or characteristic of a more introverted person. And so you have to stretch yourself and push yourself to grow in certain areas in order to be obedient to the calling of Christ. So reasoning like, I can't host because I'm just a messy person and people will be embarrassed of my mess, or I can't host because I'm introverted. Or small talk is just too hard for me. Or I have small children. It's impossible to keep my home clean. There's so many reasons that, you know what, they probably are true, but that doesn't mean that they're not selfish. And that's what we have to understand and examine our hearts when we come up with reasons to why we're not opening our homes and why we're not working to establish relationship. You know, relationship is the number one important thing here on earth. You know, other than loving God with all of our heart, we are to love our neighbor as ourselves. And part of that may be by removing your reasoning that limits why people can't come into your home. There will never be a perfect time to host. There will always be something that gets in the way. But when we are convicted to love and give, 
we open our home anyway. So practically speaking, how do we host? And I was like trying to come up with some very clear ways to describe this and give you guys tips. So I came up with three points. The first one is let go of perfection and embrace authenticity. There have been plenty of times that I have had to shove all of my laundry into my closet, hoping that no one is going to open the door to find the mess. I've done it and I know no one found it. But the thing is, is that it's never going to be perfect. And if you wait until everything is perfect to open your home and allow people to come in and to establish relationship with people, then you're never going to do it because there is genuinely no thing as perfection. Now you could have a pretty tidy home and so you don't have to shove your clothing in your closet or let people see a pile of dishes. But the reality is, is that people love authenticity. So it's okay for people to see your dishes. It's okay for people to see some clothing. (laughs) I do let people see my reality that it is hard for me to completely manage a tidy home all the time with three children and with the workload that I have. But I'm not going to allow that to be a reason why I don't let people into my home and why I don't host them. Because the truth is, is that it's easier for me to have people in my home because I do have children. And so I can let my children play in their room or go do different things because we're in my home. So it may just be easier for you as well to cultivate relationships in your own home because of having small children. And if that's the case, then you will have to let go of perfection and the ideals of everything seeming like you have it all together. And that's the real issue. It's a hard issue of wanting everyone to see you and look like you have it all together. And so you just got to let go of that. And it's not true. It's not reality. You don't have it all together. And it's okay for people to see that. And you know what? Sometimes people are going to come into your home and they're going to offer to help with the dishes or help put the kids to sleep or help with this or that. And if they do, let them. Let them bless you by helping you host. And don't be embarrassed. Don't blow things out of proportion in your mind that they, oh, that they think this about me and you, and you project your perceived thoughts onto what you think that they're thinking about you. And then you're embarrassed. It just is not going to be helpful. Letting go of the expectations of others is going to be the starting line to hosting free of anxiety. Sometimes this can be really hard, especially when you are hosting people that you are almost certain they are judging your abilities. But again, who cares? Make the decision in your mind that you won't allow others' opinions or your perceived opinions of them dictate whether you open your home or not. Of course, I'm not saying let your house be a dump and filled with cockroaches, (laughs) but Do the necessary things to host, tidy your home, prepare the meals, and do the things that are going to make you feel sane. But don't be the mom that's yelling at her kids and husband to clean everything, and then they're never going to want you to host again, or to blow up other people's expectations of you, or put these high standards of expectations on you, and then you don't ever enjoy hosting because you feel so stressed out. That's just not how it's supposed to be. So the second way, practically speaking, to open your home and host is to have a plan with the guest's interest in mind. So this is going to be planning out the food and entertainment based upon what your guests like. So if you have young people coming over, then don't spend a lot of money on fancy food. Just do chips and salsa or pizza or something along those lines. And if you're hosting an adult party, then yeah, get the food and the drinks that are suitable for them. Because that's the point about hosting is that you want your guest 
to feel welcomed. You want your guests to feel like they're safe, they're comfortable, and that may be changing the food, changing the music, changing the environment so people can feel comfortable. Stock some fun, adult-friendly games. This is going to often remove the pressure in conversation, and then everyone can just go along with the games. So it'll remove this idea that you have to have all the small talk conversation ready. Again, it's about making people feel comfortable. It's about keeping your guests in mind. If there's going to be a bunch of guys coming over, then have the TV ready to put a sport game on. If there are children coming over, then keep the toys readily available for them to play with. And lock any doors that you don't want children to go in. So almost always, whenever I host a big party where there's kids or people that I don't want in my room, I literally lock my door from the inside and then I find a secret way to get into my room because I just don't want little kids going into my room and coloring my walls or different things because it happens. It happens. I'm not going to say it doesn't. Or if there are things that are like breakables and you don't want accidents to happen, okay, well then move those things. Don't put all this pressure on your guests to behave a certain way. You want to make them feel comfortable. It's not going to be fun going over to someone's house. Like the guests feel stressed because they can tell that you're stressed about your home. That's just not enjoyable. The key to hosting and being a great host is to make it about the guests. Their experience in your home is what will dictate whether or not they come back. Now, this doesn't mean spending thousands of dollars. If you want to throw a big dinner party but are on a tight budget, then do a potluck. Place a budget with how much you want to spend or how much you can spend and stick to it. Or if you host consistently like I do, then do rotations of who brings what on what nights. It doesn't have to be this lavish thing because people honestly, you know what they like? It's the relationships. People come over to my home because they love my husband and I. That's why we're good hosts because we're good friends. And then this goes into our third one. People enjoy coming to our home because we make our home a place where they can be comfortable. My third point is smile and talk to your guests about them. In Dale Carnegie's book on how to win and influence people, two of the things that he says is to smile and to talk to people about them. And you would be shocked at how many people just don't smile. And it is not enjoyable to be around people that are grumpy and not smiling. And so I literally make a point when I have people over or when I talk to anyone, I make a point to smile. I even smile right now while I record because you can hear the warmth in my tone of voice when I smile. So I make a point to smile when people are around and then I talk to them about them. Small talk isn't hard when you ask people questions about them. What do you do? Do you enjoy what you do? Do you like your job? How many children do you have? Are you done having children? Do you want more children? What's your marriage like? I mean, just asking people questions about them. And you know what? People feel loved when they feel like people want to know about them. All of my relationships, I ask people about them because I want them to feel loved and valued. And it's true. People just feel loved by me because I ask them questions about them. So be intentional to get to know the people that you're hosting. Don't be afraid to ask them questions that may be pointed. People love to talk about themselves. And going back to my point on smiling, you have to be intentional about that as well. People are not going to think about the dip being empty or the dishes piling in the sink 
but they will remember how frantic you looked or whether you seemed happy to be around. Hosting is about serving and loving your guests. It's about putting aside your desires for the investment in the relationships around you. The one thing I will say is that if someone's behavior is getting explicit, then ask them to leave. For example, if they get drunk or if they're belligerent or acting with aggression, then ask them to leave. It is your home. So you should always feel like you have the power to tell someone to leave or when it's over. And I do this all the time. I need people to leave because I need to go to bed or my life has, I mean, I have to be very scheduled. So I'll say, okay, you can come over for coffee between this time and this time. And I don't always do this to people, but if it's a mentoring or counseling situation that I'm very clear on that. And if I can get things done while they're over, then I don't mind. But if they need like my direct attention because of a conversation or counseling or whatever it might be, then I normally say, okay, we can meet and talk from six to eight or whatever it may look like. We host a weekly discipleship meeting every single Thursday. And almost every single Thursday, I say, all right, guys, it's time to go home because I need to go to bed and because I got to wake up the next morning with three children that are very happy to see me at 6.30 a.m. So it's okay to ask them to leave. You are in control of your home. All of this is done, of course, with love and grace. You know, you're still speaking truth and having a standard for what people should expect of you and how they should behave in your home. You can deliver anything challenging in a very gracious and warm tone. And it's easier to swallow when you do it that way. So to end... I have some scripture. 1 Peter 4, 7 through 10. The end of all things is near. Therefore, be alert and sober-minded so that you may pray. Above all, love each other deeply because love covers over a multitude of sins. Offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. Friends, we have no idea when Christ is coming back. It is the Lord who gives and takes away life. So he could decide tomorrow that it's your last day. And I'm not trying to say all of this to, you know, make you fearful. It's just the reality of our life. Tomorrow could be my last day. And when we understand that we are not promised tomorrow, trivial things just don't matter. So if an accident happens and something gets broken in my home, it just is not a big deal. If it is really expensive, then hopefully they ask to fix it or buy another one. But relationship always trumps my possessions. You will not bring your possessions with you into eternity. You will, however, bring souls. And if it's a mom, give the moms grace. So if someone comes over with rowdy children, then let them run around outside. Again, love covers over a multitude of sins. Let the love that Christ has placed within you be the grace that these moms and these people feel when they come over to your home. Offer coffee and grace to the mom that has the wild child. And then let the kids go outside and you just let them roam free so she can have a break. Hosting is about serving those that are your guests. Every single Thursday night, we have young adults in our home. My husband and I lead a discipleship group, about 20 men and women. I don't think there has ever been a night where they all showed up to a perfectly clean home. The children in bed or my husband and I ready to go do ministry. It's just not my reality for them to show up with everything ready. Because normally I'm trying to put three kids to sleep, get my house clean, all while my husband isn't even home yet. So it's just not my reality for them to see 
everything running smoothly. But what they do get to see is family. They get to see how we love and serve our children, how we open our home and even when there are dishes in the sink. They see us stay up late in prayer and counseling for them. They get to see a gospel-driven family. We open our home and let people come and be family because that's what Christ has done for us. He has forever opened the door to his home and paid the price so we could be adopted into the family. We open our home because Jesus opened his. This life that we live here on earth was given to us so we could live like Jesus. Live with generosity. Friends, this life is forgiving. So many of us are dying for real, authentic relationships. And if you're one of those women that are wanting that relationship, those relationships are going to be cultivated and fostered in your home, in the late night conversations and letting them see your mess and vice versa. So be like Jesus. Thank you guys so much. We love you. And remember to share this episode if it impacted you. Bye. Thank you all so much for listening to this week's episode of the Milk and Honey podcast. If you liked what you heard, please take a second to visit our page on iTunes to subscribe, rate, and review our podcast. It would mean so much to us. Your review helps the show to be found by other women like you, and it also helps us to continuously grow and become better as a podcast. For a daily pick-me-up, follow me, Lindsay, on Instagram at Sparrows and Lily and Amorous at Amorous Beecher. Tune in next week for more laughter, fun, hope, and encouragement. Bye, guys.